It's a life-changing message by the Reverend Sam Crunchy Ankara. Exodus chapter 6 verse 1, King James. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand shall he let them go. And with a strong hand shall he drive them out of this land. Anybody who is holding you, your blessings, your breakthrough, your forward march, with any strong hand, I break that person's strong hand. And I release you to get out from where they have held you. Can you clap and shout freedom? Freedom! 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 Verse 2. Read verse 2 with a loud voice. Ready, go. And God speak unto Moses and said to him, I am is my name. So there are two names there. Remember, in chapter 3 and verse number 12, 13, he had already introduced himself. He said, I am, have sent you. Moses said, when I go and they ask me, what is the name of this God? What shall I say to them? And then he said, say to them that I am, have sent you. So here in chapter 6, God then introduces another word, which in English is capital L-O-R-D. He said, I am the Lord. Other versions will render the Lord, I am Jehovah. In Hebrew, that word is, I am Yahweh. Now, God would then go ahead to give us reasons why he adds additional name to the names that he had already introduced himself in time past to the fathers. And then in chapter 3, verse 12, 13, he introduces himself again. And then chapter 6, he adds another name. As a matter of fact, in chapter 4, he had also introduced himself. He has repeated certain names by which he wants us to identify him. Reason. We will see that as the sermon moves on. Now, in verse 3, he says, When I appeared unto your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, I appeared to them by a certain name, God Almighty. In Hebrew, Jehovah Elohim. But now my name... Jehovah was I not known to them, but my name, Hebrew, Yahweh, was not known to them, but my name, another English, the Lord, capital L-O-R-D, was not known to them. Verse number four, and I have also established my covenant with them. <laughs> the covenant is already established to give them the land of Canaan, the land of the appeal grimage, wherein they were strangers. Five, and I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. And I have remembered, it's a key word, remembered, which I'll be dancing around getting to the end of the sermon. We find this word I have remembered in chapter 6. We find this word I have remembered in chapter 3. We find this word I have remembered anytime God wants to strike a miracle for somebody. Example, Hannah. And God remembered Hannah. Example, Rahel. And God remembered Rahel. Example, Rebecca. And God remember Re Rebecca. I don't know who next is to be. Say, Lord, remember me. Come on, mention your name. I some crunch and cry. Say, Lord, remember me. Whenever God is going to perform a miracle, God has to remember somebody. Six. Wherefore, say unto the children of Israel, I am his name. The Lord, another name. I will bring you out from under the burdens of Egyptians. And I'll read you out of their bondage. And I'll redeem you with a stretched out hand. And with great judgment. Verse number 7. And I will take you to me for a people. And I'll be to you a God. And ye shall know that I am name. The Lord, another name. Your God, another name. Which bringeth you out from under the burdens of Egypt. Verse number 8. And I will bring you unto the land concerning which I did swear covenant to give it to Abraham, your father, to Isaac, your father, to Jacob, your father. And I will give it to you. Why? Because I have remembered the covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, with Jacob. Names carry the character 
of the person carrying the name. Names carry one's character, one's nature. Names also carry a person's authority. So when we say His Excellency, the President John Dramani, it's not for sure. He is president and there are responsibilities that he has to perform by the qualification of that name. Names carry responsibility. There are responsibilities within the name, the title, the description. Names carry authority, carry power. Names also carry messages. His name shall be called Emmanuel. God is with us. His name shall be called Nyamiche. Then you know the message is carried. Names carry testimonies. When they say his name is Nyamiche, it means that their parents struggle, struggle without the fruitfulness of the womb. So once they get it, they will call him Nyamiche boy, Nyamiche girl, Nyamiche obiara, Nyamiche, Nyamiache, into a Nyamiche. Names are testimonies. Names carry responsibilities, names carry testimonies, names carry authority, they carry power, they carry assignment, they carry messages, they carry character, nature. What character do you wish to be assigned to you? Your name. How do you want people to know you? The woman who is snatching people's boyfriends always? The man who promises women and dumps them? The guy, when you leave your mobile phone, your mobile phone will vanish within a twinkle of an eye. The guy, how do you want to know? The guy who can lie through his teeth. Clap your hands and say, in the name of Jesus, I will not entertain the spirit of deception and the spirit of lying. It's an evil name. I come against it and I rebuke it and I fire it out of my life, out of this church, out of the, my friends' lives, my brothers and my sisters, Evil spirit of deception. Get out. Don't entertain them. In, in, in these last years, I have tried to carve a name, a character, so that when they mention Sam Crunchyankra, I want certain identification and identity with that name. And it's never come easy. I've worked hard. One of such characters that I've carved, I worked out consciously, effort, I paid sacrifices, tears. Is this. When they mention my name, Sam Crunchyankra, I want people to get the photograph of a man who has such a heart for downtrodden people. Such that he has the ability, the power, the grace and anointing to lift people from down to where they are fulfilled. I, I love that name. And I've worked hard for it. The fees that I pay for clever, intelligent, but needy people is part of this effort. I, I look at the person and say, this guy can become great if only he's giving and she's giving just the least push. Small push, small help. That's the character, that's the name I want. When they mention my name, I want this character, this nature, this image to be painted. The pastor who is selfless and uses church money and church funds to promote the kingdom vision. I want it. I want it. Oh, the man of God who uses church money, church funds to go to the prisons, to go and preach and bring prisoners out and then after that he puts them in a school of restoration and then restores them back into society. I love this nature, this name. Names carry purposes, nature, character, testimonies, whatever. I want this. When they mention Sam Crunchyankra, here's another thing that I want. Let me give you this testimony. This guy was on drugs. Arrested, sent to prison for many years. When he came back from prison, he had lost his wife and two children. His children had grown and didn't know him. He went back to look for his wife and said to his wife, I have changed. I'm a good man. Can you take me back? Then the wife said, ah, I've had it time and over again. Before you went to prison, how many times did you come to tell me you had changed? 
And you never changed until the change took place in prison. You changed. Ah! Then the guy said, see, I have changed. I'm now a member of Royal House Chapel and I'm a student of School of Restoration. We are going through a process of transformation and change in that school. Trust me, honey, I am changed. Then I said, Week after week, month after month, the guy who never took care of his two children, now all of a sudden the work that we give to them over here, when he makes the money, he rushes to the wife and says, I want to bring you this for the children's upkeep for the week. Prisoner, ex-prison convict. Schools reopen and goes to the wife and said, how much is the school fees? And this boy pays. The woman was so shocked to the bones, she has started following the man to church. The children are in church. I love this one. I love this one. That's, this is gospel. It's change. You are transforming somebody's life. I, want, I love this one. I love this one. When my name is mentioned, I, I want my name to be mentioned. Oh, the pastor who gives opportunities to his pastors. He preaches with them on the same platforms. He gives them this microphone to preach. I love this. What name do you want people to know you for? Aren't you tired of people calling you gossip? Aren't you tired of people calling you husband snatcher? Aren't you tired of people calling you prostitute? Aren't you tired of people calling you thief? Aren't you tired of people calling you fornicator? Aren't you tired of people calling you names? Aren't you tired? Aren't you tired of people calling you highly temperamental, very quarrelsome? Aren't you tired? See, God says, tell them I am is my name. The Hebrew form, Yahweh, Jehovah, the Lord. I am God Almighty. And now God was so kind enough to tell us what should be our expectations from the identification that we give to that name, the association, the relationship that we have with that name, what should be the outcome. He said, number one, tell them that I am the God who gave them the promise that I will send them and give them a land. Tell them I am the one who gave the promise. Now tell them I have not heard their cry. So anytime they hear I am Jehovah the Lord, they should know that I am the God who hears my children when they cry. When they go through groanings and pain, I know it, I feel it. Who said to you that God doesn't know you don't have money? Who said to you that God doesn't know your fees have not been paid? Who said to you that God doesn't know that you are sick in your body? Who said? If God didn't know, then that is not his name. He said, this is my name. And it shall be known throughout generations. That I give promises. When my people cry, I hear. Furthermore, Anytime they mention my name, here's another identity. Then they know that as a result of their pain and their cry, I have come to rid them out of the beddings of the Egyptians. To get them out. In chapter 4, he decides to convince Moses further. He said, Moses, come, 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 come. Moses said, oh my God, when I go and, and, and the people won't believe me. Uh, I, Lord, Lord, uh, he said, all right, put the rod that you have on the ground. The rod becomes a serpent. He said, pick it up again. And it turns into rod. He said, this shall be sign number one. Show it to them. If they don't believe sign number one, there is a sign number two that I'm going to give you. If they still don't believe sign number two, there is a third one. By all means, by the time you land on the third one, whether they will believe or not, we go see. That's the God. Now, now, look at, look at the first sign. The first sign. Snake. Snakes in the realms of the spirit, they represent demonic strongholds. Now, God was preparing him that as you go to the house of Pharaoh, you will be encountered some strong demons in Pharaoh's house. He will also turn snakes. But this stick that you are having, your snake will swallow their snake. Which means... That this God that I am talking to you about, he has a character of overcoming principalities, powers, evil spirits, wicked spirit. 
wherever they are sent from to come and harm you they will not because the god that you serve he has a character of overcoming wicked spirits poisonous snakes evil tongues of men why are you afraid why are you afraid you know why you are afraid you don't know the character of the god that you serve you don't know his character moses they'll believe you but if they don't sign number two put your hand under your armpit remove it leprosy put it back leprosy cleanse now when you go tell them the character of this god is a god that heals diseases including leprosy leprosy of hypertension leprosy of diabetes leprosy of fevers leprosy of malaria leprosy of pain leprosy of disappointment leprosy of all kinds i heal i cleanse them that's my name that's my character that's my nature that's my work i heal oh but moses if they still don't believe the second sign as for the third one they will believe fetch water from the nile Pour it down. It will turn into blood. Now God was preparing Moses. Moses, when the going gets tough, the next thing is that every firstborn of Egypt will have to sacrifice their blood. And at the time they sacrifice their blood, they will see every Israelite will have to kill a lamb. And the blood of the lamb will be posted on the doorpost. And on that day when I come and I see the blood, I will pass over. But the house that I do not see the blood. And Moses didn't understand. He didn't know what was going to come. But God was showing him from the beginning. Fetch water, pour it down. What is the blood? God is saying, Moses, there will be blood in this business. There will be blood in this thing. Some blood will have to be shed. And then God was saying, Moses, by the third one, when they see the blood, oh, that one, Egypt will be over. Now Pharaoh will drive you out of the land. And tell you, go, so that we have our peace. And in chapter 6, in chapter 12, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 6, God kept repeating himself. Now he says, and when you have said all these things, I am that I am, I am Jehovah, I am Yahweh, I am this, I am that. Add also, the God of your fathers, Abraham, and Isaac and Jacob have sent you. The word sent is a powerful word. God has sent you. So, give me your phone for demonstration. During dancing, a phone was found. And then they asked, who is the owner of the phone? Raise your hand. So, Reverend Johnny gives it to me to go and give it to him. So, I have been sent to you. The next you ask me, yes, I ask you, what's your name? Are you, uh, brother, Adum? I have been sent to you. Yes, sir. And then I'm standing there. I have been sent to you. Then I'm standing there. You will kick me out of your place. Who is this smart person coming to waste my time? If I've been sent to you, there are two things, one or two things I may be carrying. Either I'm carrying a message or I'm carrying a parcel. So are you, Adum? I have been sent to you that I should give you a message that your missing donkeys have been found. And that, that's it. So when God sends somebody to you, there is something God has sent the person with. The God of your fathers has sent me. What for? Why has he sent you to me? Why is he introducing himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Why? He wants you to have what they had because by the time you came Abraham was dead but God comes and says Abraham dies but I God I never die too my covenant never dies so Abraham is gone but the God who made him is still on the scene he has sent me to you what for he's asking me to ask you to get ready because Abraham's blessing is about to be transferred to you He has sent me to you. Genesis chapter 24, verse number 34. Genesis 24, 34. Now, this is not Abraham speaking. This is Abraham's servant. 
Abraham's servant. He had been sent to go to Abraham's hometown very far from where Abraham lived. His assignment to go and look for a wife for Abraham's son, Isaac. And Abraham made him made a covenant that, hey, make sure you will go to my father's house, my hometown, Canaan, and go and bring me an in-law. This man has never been there before. Doesn't know Abraham's house. Abraham had left the place many years. Isaac had never traveled there before. So this man prayed and said, God, I have come to the city now. I will sit by this well. Let the woman that must be Isaac's wife, when she comes to fetch water, I will ask her to give me some water. When she responds to give me water and my camel, then I know that she is the one. Usually those people, you know, when you're a stranger, they'll look at you some kind way. They might give you some, something to drink, but to the extent of giving your camels and spending much time on you will be dangerous. As he sat there comes this beautiful woman. Say, Mama, can you give me some water in my camels? Say, sure. When she did, she said, what is your name? Alas, that was the daughter of Abraham's brother coming from Abraham's house. And the man didn't know that and God just brought an angel. The man felt and said, oh God, you are faithful to my master Abraham. You have covenant keeping God. Now I'm going to get a woman right from my master's house. Follow the woman. They go to the house. Introduce himself. And here's the introduction. And I pray somebody must introduce you like this. The amen was very weak. And he said, he said, I am Abraham's servant. When you are a servant to a blessed man, that's the big post. You must be proud to be associated with a blessed man. I am Abraham's servant. He brings Rebecca. They are riding on camels. At that time, when they arrived, Isaac was going to pray in the fields. So Isaac lifted his eyes and saw some people coming. And then Rebecca asked, Who is that? Then Isaac's servant said, That is my master. Referring to Isaac as his master. And Abraham as his master. Wow. Think about that. He didn't say, that's my master's son. He said, that's my master. That's the man who is carrying the covenant. When the old man goes, the covenant will shift to this man. So let me better associate. I don't have to wait. Those who are waiting for you to make it before they come and submit. Don't you worry. Your rising is in the corner. But sometimes it will be too late for them. As soon as he said that to my master, then, then Rebecca covered her face. The Bible says, and Rebecca got down from the horse and went to Isaac and bowed. Hey, people have not understood covenant. If you understand covenant, there are some things you won't toy with. Read verse 35 with a loud voice. Go and greatly. The man has possession. And he has become great. And he has given him flocks and herds and silver and gold and men servants 
and maid servants and camels and asses. My master is blessed. When you go to them, tell them the God of Abraham has sent you to come and tell me what? To bring me what? Abraham is dead. Why is God sending you in Abraham's name? Isaac. Isaac. His son. He went to the land of Philistine. He planted. There was famine in the land. He alone, his ground where he planted, he yielded 100 fold increase. And everybody had dry season. So the people came together and said, you, what kind of human being are you? We are all living in the same area. It rains and you, you alone. Rain comes on your ground and all the sun. Why? You are a juju man. Juju man. You have come to bewitch our land. They drove him out. Abraham left all his farms, his produce and left. Then he relocated at Jira. Jira, he went to sow. He prospered. He dug a well. He prospered. Everything that he did, he prospered. Then the people of Jira said, ah, you, what, what kind of man are you? You, every time we are looking for water, we can't find water. You, your men go, they dig water. You alone, you have one, two, three, four wells. They closed the well and they drove him, frustrated him. They pushed him to another place. The man went and prospered. They saw that everything that they did, Isaac was succeeding. So now the elders came to Isaac and said, Isaac, we have punished you and persecuted you, but we realize that there is something around you. He said, yes. My blessing is not in the ground. My blessing is not in any well. I come under a covenant of my father and the covenant of my father is a covenant of blessing. It's a covenant of blessing. Once you come under that covenant, you have no choice than to receive the flow of that covenant. And so you can drive me, you can persecute me, but wherever I go, I carry the covenant blessing upon my head. That's why I'm prospering. They said, okay, then we make a covenant with you because we want this God. Now, now watch what the man then said about Abraham. You see threefold covenant over there, which I wanted to claim because as a son and the child of Abraham, once you come under a covenant of Abraham and God has sent me to come to you and tell you I am the God of Abraham, he wants you to get that covenant. He wants you. 35. And he has silver and cattle and God has blessed my master greatly. So there's a covenant of blessing. There's a covenant of blessing. The Abraham's covenant is a covenant of blessing. Abraham's covenant is a covenant of blessing. That's why Isaac came under that covenant. Isaac was blessed. We will come to Jacob very soon. Jacob came under the covenant and he was blessed. Whoever comes under that covenant, surely, blessing is your portion. Nothing. No middle road. Here is the second covenant. Verse 36. And Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was old. The covenant that I come under is a covenant of the fruitfulness of the woman. It's a covenant of the fruitfulness of the womb. Where I come from. The covenant I operate under. We don't operate under a covenant of barrenness. No. Even when you are old. Some people should get ready here. God will be embarrassing you in your old age. You will get some pregnant and bear some children. Clap your hands and shout, I receive it. Let the devil hear you shout again and say, I receive it. Shout it again and say, I receive it. And unto his son Isaac, he has given him all that he has. 37. Now my master made me swear, say, okay, he has given him all he has. It's the covenant of Abraham is a covenant of transfer of inheritance. In this covenant of Abraham, you don't work hard and die and your children look poor and broke. Every one of you will leave an inheritance for your children and your children's children. You know why he didn't shout? Because your father didn't leave you anything. But that's okay. You are going to be the f- Shout yes! Hallelujah! We are dealing with a covenant here. 
Covenant of blessing, covenant of fruitfulness, and covenant of transfer of inheritance. Isaac said to the people, this is the covenant that I come under. Stop fighting my land. Stop fighting my wells. Because you won't succeed. Clap your hands and say, devil, tell all those who are looking at me with their physical eyes that the blessing is not physical. It's a spiritual atmosphere that God will create over my head. I am under a covenant. Oh, come on, clap your hands and shout it and say, I am under a covenant. your wells you will build a third one you shall call it Rehoboth for the Lord has made room for me and now I will prosper in the land prosper in the land all sons who are coming from hard difficult broken homes please let your heart be at rest Sam Crunchyankra I was from a more broken home than you but the Lord turned my captivity around and he turned my money into dancing all those who have not attended university yet, don't you worry. When your time comes, you go one and two. First degree and the second degree. Jacob. Genesis chapter 31. Verse number 42. King James. And then HCSB. And then I'll do GNT. King James. Jacob has served 20 years in the house of Laban. God has prospered him, blessed him. Laban never understood why. But you and I now know why the man prospered. Laban woke up one morning and Jacob was gone with his wife and possessions. He gave him a hot chase, met him on the way. And then Jacob said, Why do you pursue me and harass me? These 20 years you have cheated me, except. But for the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had been with me, surely thou had sent me away now empty. God has seen my affliction and the labor of my hands and rebuked thee yesterday night. 43. And Laban answered and said unto Jacob, These daughters are my daughters, and these children are my children. And these cattle and goat and sheep and mare, mare that you have, they are mine. And all that thou seest is mine. And what can I do this day unto these my daughters or unto their children which they have born? Now, verse 4. Now therefore come thou, let us make a covenant. I and thou, and let it be for a witness between me and you. Now, Laban says, where you have reached, there's nothing I can do anymore. All I want is let me also come under this covenant. Get into this covenant. I'm coming to show you the covenant very soon. I prophesy to you. All those who are fighting you. A time is coming they won't fight you anymore. They will start looking for your God. and come and make it. Who is this one that I am talking to here? Can you rise up and shut up the one and. I was in the office one day when. My classmate came to see me. When he entered, I said, Oh, then I mentioned his name that we used to mention in school. His father was one of the wealthiest guys. And anytime he came to school, I would go to school very early. Because in those days, I used to go to school with Trotro. And so you need to go to school very early. And the trunk and chore box from the roadside to your dormitory is quite a distance. You have to carry it, come back, and carry the other one. If you are lucky and one of your friends has come, they will help you. This our friend, he was one of the last to arrive. He will come in his father's bench. And then when he arrives, he will Ankara! Then I will go and carry his boxes for him. Hey, I should carry. Because if I don't carry, he's so gary and shooter, he won't give me some. So he came. Then I gave him his fan. So I said, oh, sit down. He said, no. Before I sit down, I have to do something. The Lord is asking me to do this. He has become born again. So he knelt before me. He said, we sat in the same class. The same dormitory. But God has lifted you. And I won't deny that. And I want to honor you. 
So I said, oh, sit down. I said, what brings you here? He says, I haven't paid my three children's fees for two terms. And I need help. I didn't say a word. Then I sent for somebody from the account's office. I said, do we still have some money in our scholarship budget? They said, um, little. So I asked him, how much is the fees? Then they wrote a check. Then I gave it to him. Within five minutes, I had solved this problem. He was getting out of my office. The guy couldn't go. Tears were in his eyes. He said, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I found a God. When I found a God who can change and turn your situation around, I read the word of God. And I said, I can trust this God. Go to them that the God of Abraham has sent you. Why Abraham? He has sent you with what? Jacob. H-C-S-B. If the God of my father, the God of Abraham, the fear of Isaac, had not been with me, certainly now, you would have sent me off empty-handed. But God has sent my affliction and my hard work, and he issued his verdict last night. The eleven answered, the daughters are mine, the sons are my sons, and the flocks, my flocks. Everything you see is mine. But what can I do today for these daughters of mine or for the children they have born? For the four. Come now, let's make a covenant. You and I, let it be a witness between the two of us. GNT. If the God of my fathers, the God of Abraham and Isaac had not been with me, you would have already sent me away empty-handed. But God has seen my trouble and the work I have done. And last night he gave his judgment. For the three, Laban answered Jacob, these young women are my daughters. Their children belong to me and these flocks are mine. In fact, everything you see here belongs to me. But since I can do nothing to keep my daughters and their children, 44, I'm ready to make an agreement with you. Let us make a pile of stones to remind us. See, see, when a, a covenant is working in your life, it doesn't matter the enchantment and whatever they work. There is absolutely nothing that they can do. Are you hearing what I am saying to you? Laban said to Jacob, I have the power to harm you, but last night, God appeared to me, and when he came, he mentioned your father's name, Abraham and Isaac. And he told me I should not touch you. The covenant of your fathers is speaking for you. That's why I didn't touch you. Who are you associated with? Under what covenant are you operating? Under whose name? Rebecca was barren. And Rebecca was not producing. Then Isaac remembers that the covenant under which you operate is a covenant that makes women pregnant. So Isaac holds Rebecca's woman and says, from today, this womb shall take a seed. And unlike his mother, he did not have one, he had two as his compensation. When you are 19, God will give you one. But when you are 60, God will compensate and make it about two. Rebecca was 60 years. And by the time it got to Rahel and Leah, they were giving birth to 12. Whatever that your father was denied, when you come on the scene, you will get the double up. Am I talking to some people here? Whatever you were denied before, when your visitation comes, you will receive double. Clap your hands and say double. I didn't hear you. Clap your hands and say double. When I say the covenant, you say double. The covenant. Covenant of blessing. Fruitfulness. Increase. Blessing. Fruitfulness. Inheritance. Receive double. Marriage has delayed. No shaking under this covenant. Ho, ho, ho. You are 40 years. Don't worry. There is another 45 year old man who too has not married. Who is looking for a 40 year old woman? Oh, clap your hands and shout out, receive it. Whisper to somebody and say, Be patient, be patient, be patient.
Don't rush. You are growing old. Some other men are also growing old. Rahel. Rahel. Jacob's wife. Came to Jacob. She said, my husband, you are not doing your work well. Give me a child or I die. Give me a child or Rahel has studied the covenant history of the family and realizes that in that family there is no barrenness. No matter how old you are, God will shoot. Abraham was 100 years and Sarah was 90. And when the angels came and said, where is your wife Sarah? Tell her a year about this time we shall return. And when we return, she'll be pregnant and she'll have a son. And then angels and Sarah said, hey, that can I have pleasure? Look at me, I'm old, and my husband old enough. Oh, the King James is not sweet. Try the GNT. Oh, the GNT was plain. And Sarah said, can I enjoy sex at this age? Knowing that my husband also, the baby no woo, the thing died. Try GNT. He said, we are dead. Everything has died. But when covenant is in motion, a hundred-year-old man will be sleeping by a ninety-year-old woman, and power and electricity like heat will vibrate into their bodies, and everything will go shaking, and all of a sudden something will begin to rise from in between the man, and they will stand like this. So Sarah laughed to herself and said, "Now that I am old and worn out." Can I still enjoy sex? And besides, my husband is too old for Amanda. It doesn't matter how many tablets you will drink when you are hundred nothing, except the fire of the heat of the Holy Ghost shoots into you. On one of these days, the power of God will hit you, and the glory of the Lord will come upon you. All of a sudden, the man who doesn't recognize you. We say, what happened to you? You are looking beautiful. Am I prophesying to somebody? The covenant wills. Ryan said to Jacob, I have heard in your house the covenant that operates there is a covenant of blessing. I see you are prosperous, but it is also a covenant of fruitfulness. Where is my child? Give me my child. And Jacob was angry and said, Am I God? Bible says, and then God remembered Rahel. That word remembered does not suggest that God forgets. The Hebrew word for that word simply is, and God ignited or reactivated or activated or set in motion the covenant. The covenant was there. But certain attitude of Rahel. Read the scripture carefully and you notice what prevented Rahel from getting pregnant. Rahel captured Jacob into her bedroom and would not allow Leah to share. Rahel was such a quarrelsome rival woman. So even though the covenant was there, her attitude was not setting the covenant in motion. Here's what she did. She saw Leah eating mandrakes. The mandrakes, I don't know, but maybe a kind of fruit. And then she went and asked Leah, Leah, give me some of the mandrakes. Hey, you've captured my wife. Mandrakes that my son Reuben has brought, I should give you. The next time you come and ask for my body, I can't give it to you. Then Rahel said, oh, if you give me some of the mandrakes, I will let you sleep with my husband Jacob today. Oh, we, the two of us are our husband. So Leah gave the mandrakes that night. She allowed Jacob to sleep with Leah and Leah got pregnant for number five. He said, I shall call him Issachar because these chances, they don't come by heart. When you get it, you must quickly get pregnant. She went for another mandrix. He said, I will allow him to come again. He said, ah, I'll get number six. Quickly, Zebulon. She allowed it again, number seven, Dinah. It was only when Rahel now relaxed her rivalry and became relaxed and calm 
Then she began to set the covenant in motion. This is how the covenant works. The covenant is like an engine. When you leave your car overnight, the engine is not dead. But you simply don't need the car. That is why the engine is quiet. In the morning, when you need the engine, you take your car key, put it in, kim, and the engine will have to respond. All along, Rahel was under the covenant of the fruitfulness of the womb. But her attitude will not enable her to ignite and to set the covenant in motion until when she began to share Jacob with Leah, when she relaxed. And God remembered Rahel. And God activated. Not God, God didn't forget. The same word he used for Hannah. And God remembered Hannah. Hannah had sacrificed on the altar year after year in Shiloh. It was not like God had forgotten. God was just waiting for the right time to set the covenant in motion. Clap your hands and say, Lord, remember me. Clap your hands and say, Lord, remember me. And God remembered Hannah. God began to activate Hannah's covenant sacrifices and set them in motion. The result, Samuel is the gift. After waiting for so many years. That's how, that's how my God acts. When you are delayed and delayed and delayed, once the covenant is set in motion, oh, no challenger. No stopping. God said to Moses, I have remembered my covenant. He didn't forget it. But something had ignited the covenant. What was it? Their groanings and their cries. Jacob, the house I come from, we prosper. Labor, you cheated me. But you don't know how I made it. Because I am working with a God who is a covenant keeping God. You men of Jira, you think that my prosperity is in the land so you drove me away. Anywhere you drive me even to the desert. When I plant cassava in the desert, my cassava will grow in the desert. Because I have the God of the skies who can rain water on my land. I am under a covenant. Give somebody a high five and say, My God, the covenant keeping God, He is with you. When your time comes, He will remember you by setting your engine. Your engine is not dead, it's only waiting. When you are ready to move, the engine will move with you. Are you ready, somebody? Yes, sir. Clap your hands and shout, yes. From today, don't cry anymore that you don't have a car. The reason why God has given you a car is that you don't have money to buy petrol and to maintain. But when you begin to have money to maintain, shot in the name of Jesus oh you didn't hear say in the name of Jesus clap your hands and shout in the name of Jesus I activate my covenant I set my covenant in motion right now right now right now right now right now right now and the delay in my life I set the covenant in motion in the name of Jesus, I will wait for my miracle. I will wait for my breakthrough. It will come by the voice of covenant. I believe. I believe. I believe. Clap your hands and shout, yes, I believe. Any spiritual snakes that are waiting for you in the house of Pharaoh, we have a bigger snake, we will swallow them. God's anointing is bigger enough. Any spiritual movement that is not in your favor, any demonic stronghold that you are contending with, 
clap your hands and shout in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Any spiritual contention. Any spiritual contention. Demonic stronghold. Demonic stronghold. Operating like snakes. Operating like snakes. As I clap. As I clap. And I invoke. And I invoke the power of covenant. The power of covenant. I despair. I despair. I prevail. I prevail. And I overcome. And I overcome. Now. Now. This year. This year. Next month. Next month. In the name. In the name of Jesus. Of Jesus. I am. I am a covenant child. A covenant child. And I operate. And I operate under a covenant. Under the covenant. Yes. Yes. We are coming against any leprosy sickness that is threatening your life, your brothers, your sisters, your family. We are going to take authority and say leprosy cancer, leprosy diabetes, leprosy tuberculosis, leprosy barrenness, leprosy pain, sorrow, disappointment. We sprinkle the blood of the covenant. And now there shall be no more failure and unnatural death and any negative movement. In the name of Jesus, clap your hands and say, Jesus, 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 open your mouth, open your mouth, fire, fire, in the name of Jesus, scatter, your eyes, scatter, in the name of Jesus, child of God, tonight, this afternoon, you are saying, and then leprosy, in the form of, of barrenness, of failure, financial difficulty, this afternoon, under the fire of the Holy Ghost, under the covenant of Abraham, under the covenant of the remnants of Gajiapa, I scatter, I scatter any contention, any stronghold over my life right now in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice, child of God. Are you sure you are praying? Are you sure you are prevailing right now? Any stronghold from your father's house. And a strong order from your mother's house, you are prevailing in the name of Jesus. Holy words, long preserved for our walk in this world. It is our fervent prayer that this message will have an effect on your life and will lift you to the place where you belong. For an additional copies of this and any other life-changing CDs, please look up the address on your CD. Royal House Chapel International, touching our generation with the power of God. God richly bless you.